Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everybody and welcome to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, John Crockett. Uh, Stevie Fears is currently running down the main street of Portland naked after yours, ours, and their Gold Coast Suns have taken the win over Richmond. Who would have thought that? Uh, well, I certainly did because I tipped them because Richmond cannot play Marvel. And joining us is the man, the myth, the legend, the Stato. Welcome to you, mate. Yeah, Jomo, good to see they've gone with the good-looking uh, two this week, uh, just to promote to new listeners. Oh, we love the new listeners sometimes. 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 Now, but... I did hear a rumour, um, and actually was via tweet from Mrs Fizz, um, that uh, someone has a recording of uh, Stevie Fizz dancing to Hannah Montana. Now, I don't care how much we pay. But we need to ensure that this sees the light of day. I saw that. I was out Saturday night. I did see that tweet. I'm just like, mental note. Talk to Mrs. Fizz, and we need we we need that edit out of yep. the uh, whatever money you need, John. A. Just ask, and I shall deliver. Not a problem. I certainly want to see that because yeah, Steve Steve likes to keep his emotions in check. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, be, be glad, glad to see that. Um, bit happening around in the, uh, the footy world. Um, Adelaide were playing Ducks and Drakes with Rory Laird and, uh, if, if, if you'll play, if you won't play, will they tag Dacos, uh, at the time of this recording? Doesn't, it seems Ben Keys is running with him, but not really, um, a tight tag. Uh, Charlie Comden. Uh, suffered a horrific broken leg. Not really fantasy relevant, but you just don't want to see these young up and coming players no. injured. Um, some quality Saturday night games. Um, Carlton absolutely blitzing West Coast and Melbourne blitzing North Melbourne. Um, both in rebuild stages. So a bit of fantasy value there maybe later if you're in keeper leagues just to stash a few of the young guys. But part and parcel, it's been a pretty, pretty standard week in football, I think, this week, hasn't it, Stato? Yeah, a lot of scoring, though. I noticed in the fantasy world, there's a lot of people up and about. So that means one thing, that there's um, some massive scores going out there. So, um, And we'll talk about that in the things we noticed of how much the scoring's gone up. Well, why don't you kick us off with what you did actually notice, Dato? Well, the first thing is, if you want a captain score, just go on option against West Coast or North Melbourne. Those teams are sort of struggling with the, with their injuries. And both teams are starting to leak some points. So uh, Petrarca pumped out a 142, Oliver a 125. Whilst against West Coast, we had Newman 164, Kuno 151, Chera 137, Akers 129, Walsh 128 and Hewitt 124. All fantastic captain options. It's not too often... Just one team comes up and has so many available for us to choose. So when you're picking your captain each week, uh, see who's playing against West Coast and North Melbourne. If you've got any good fantasy players, then hopefully you might be able to chuck a VC or a C on those. Uh, secondly, um, picking up the waiver wire and, in fact, trading is actually an art. Um Look for role changes and opportunities that pop up. So there's one that happened this week and the signs were last week. 
Jake Stringer would have been on many waivers. Moved into the CBAs last week, and this week he pumps out a 115. Now, straight off the waiver wire, into your forward line, and a 115. Has that affected your boy, Will Setterfield? It seemed he was... He got CBAs, he got the CBAs, but it seemed like he was more, a bit more wing and half forward, Um, not that predominant big body mid. Yeah, he spent a lot of time in the first quarter as half forward, Um, and then when Danger was uh, killing it, they moved him to a tagging role. Now, he Mm. has played a a tagging role uh, for about three weeks, Um, so this is what they seem now, Jake String is there, so unfortunately... It's the other way. It's a negative change of role, and you need to realise that he's not a captain option, nor is he a good uh, scorer, or well, certainly this week. No. Not even a good starter, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Yeah, I certainly noticed that myself. Just going back on the Newman one, I've got him here in my notes. I didn't see the game. With Sard and Doherty back, what was Newman's actual role? I, I couldn't tell you, didn't get to see the game myself. I, I yeah. just saw the numbers flicking up. But look, uh, Doherty... Chin Cotter back there as well, so... Yeah. I think Chin Cotter spent a bit more time in the wing, but I'll have to get back and have a look at the vision. But mm. um, certainly Doherty was really slow to start. Um, of course, Saab was coming off that hamstring, so they managed him when they got... Well, didn't take him too long to get control <laughs> of the game, but... Uh, once they got to that comfortable zone, um, they just uh, they just put the sub vest on him and said, "Relax, we've got bigger games coming up." Yeah, no, fair enough. And also with that, they had the uh, they've got a bit of a conundrum with their midfield mix. Like they're playing Kerno, Chera, Cripps, Walsh, Kennedy was the sub. Uh, you'd think one of those guys has got to be dropped, got to be dropped because they can't keep playing all of them at once. You would think. Yeah. No, very true. And my last thing, mate, is the Gold Coast are starting to become fantasy relevant, not only a superstar team beating Richmond, um, but uh, their defenders. They mm. play a control game. Um, they chip and mark. So uh, just the game just completed. You've got Powell on 127. McPherson, who's been a great pickup for those that saw that. He was a nothing. He was like absolute nothing for many years and got the role change as well and look at him now. Yeah, but we we actually knew he was a ball magnet. So if you remember, and I'm, I'm talking heading into 2020, um, he was in the top eight uh, highest price forwards. Um, okay. you know, we were a bit thin in the, the forward line, but he was um, mid to high 80s in 2019 playing a high half forward role. Um, had a great junior career. So we actually knew he was a numbers man, but just couldn't find a role. Well, I'll tell you what, he's found one now, and he looks sensational. So he's averaging uh, over 100 in his last three. So 109 last week, 119 this week, and I think off the top of my head, I think it might have been a a 96 the week before. Also killing it in the uh, Supercoach format as well. A couple of things I noticed over the weekend. Um, Caleb Daniel, we saw him through the preseason training with the mids. Actually got that role in the midfield on the weekend with Liver out. Uh, Scored pretty well. Uh, Don't think he's going to have that market share again if Liver uh, recovers in time. 
uh, from that concussion. Normally it's a one-week injury, so you'd expect him to go back in there. So if you're thinking Caleb Daniels going to be massive, um, just hold on that. Maybe give it a week or two and you could throw a, a trade offer out for him or even tra- throw the trade out, offer out this week to get rid of him is what I'd be doing. So that's what I noticed. Um, Blake Hardwick seemed to be taking a lot of kick-ins. Uh, for the Hawks, um, I think it's been a couple of week trend now. Sicily hasn't really been doing it, so you know those big one ten, one twenty games haven't been there for him. It's been more around the hundred mark. And um, speaking of Hardwick, he isn't actually an option um, if you want to pick him up off your waiver wise, because he would be floating around there and scoring pretty well. And Hawks defenders have been giving it up. And teams on five day breaks. Anyone who's um, you up yeah. against them, like just go against them. Just go stream whatever you got against them. You look at um, Collingwood; they looked a bit. They've been a bit lethargic. Essendon a bit lethargic. Some of their players might have been a bit banged up. So, if, you know, whoever's playing off a five or six day break, just look at them, because some teams even get multiple uh, six day breaks, and on that second or third one, they can really tire them out. So you'd be looking to run your opposition players against them and can score pretty well on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a shocker, isn't it? Five days in, in such a hard and fast sport. But um, obviously, Especially the quality game, that Anzac Day game, and correct. even that um, that I know Melbourne had the easier opposition, but that Richmond that was a pretty high quality game until that last quarter. So it does take it out of them. It does. Uh, moving on to the streamers now with Ultimate Footy um, going up. I was going to say up the duff, but they're not up the duff. But they're pushing up, <laughs> pushing up daisies. What did you do around. to them at Shed Sixteen, John? Oh, they do a lot of things to me at Shed Sixteen. <laughs> uh, pushing up daisies now. We've moved over to the AFL fantasy format. Uh, Steve says forty percent, but I like to use around the fifty, fifty-five percent. Yeah, nice seventy-five, eighty percent. We know, John. Yeah, anything, anything that tickles my fancy gets a gets a run. So. Stato, run through your um, waiver wires for this week. Well, there's not one here above 37%. So all fits under the the Fizz scheme. So first up, and I mentioned him last week, and that's Bailey the Bulldog. Well, he's backed it up in his new win role. So Defender Mid uh, had a 93 uh, this week. Um, So that's two pretty good games back-to-back. He's only 20% owned, so worthwhile picking him up. And I call him Bailey the Bulldog. It was a long time ago. He's <laughs> one of Doss's boys. Uh, Ned OG, Re- isn't he? Yes, actually, I think he is. Uh, Ned Reeves, uh, 89 in his last three. Um, in the last few weeks, he's actually ended up um, not deliberately to start with, but starting to be the case now as the standalone ruckman, uh, 22% owned. So if you're struggling in the ruck, he is not a bad reserve. Um, great one for keeper too, because he seems to be um, really stepping up. That's Ned Reeves. And uh, next also, one... Just on Ned Reeves, he seems to be um, a bit of a ruck killer. Like, yeah. Anyone anyone who goes up against him just absolutely... just gets He just mauls him, like... Um, and hampers their scoring. We saw that Tim English didn't score. Just got to 90s. Yeah, first nine tonne. Mm, 99 in AFL Fantasy, 90 Supercoach, where he's been averaging, I think, 130 or something in Supercoach and 
be about 115 in AFL fantasy. So watch out if you're um, whoever's playing the Hawks and if you've got a, a Max Gorn, Sean Darcy, Ryan, uh, Riley O'Brien, just watch out for that. So he does take points away from the opposition rucks. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, Will Powell is next. Just mentioned him before. So big ton this week, 127 he finished up with. Looks great after the long injury. I think he's had four or five games back. Uh, only one of them has, has been a down game into scoring. Um, but talking about what Gold Coast is doing in their defence, um, he's a key to that. Takes a lot of the kickouts as well. Um, as he's um, doing so well, Well has actually pushed up the ground a bit more. So Will's the, the main user in defence. Um, and him and McPherson sort of use each other a, a fair bit. Only mm. 22% owned uh, and pumped out of 127. Next up is a, a stream option. Only 12.6% owned is Mitch Lewis. He's yep. the, the linchpin of the forward line uh, for the Hawks. Um, he's going to have up and down days, but a nice 90 to start with. I think it was 97 um, pretty good player, Mitch, but with a key forward, you've got to accept and understand that you know, it might have a few down days. Playing and... Freo next week, though, so I've, I've got him on my list there as well, and they're playing Freo, who are just atrocious, absolutely atrocious. And not going well. Hawthorne, like Hawthorne are down the bottom of the ladder, but they're not actually playing bad football. Like they're, push, they're pushing teams Three. through a half and then yep. running out of gas, so I think they can beat Freo next week, and Mitch Lewis will be a big part of that. Yeah, uh, that's a fair call. Um, and to round out uh, uh, the Dossie boys, Braden Fiorini, only 37%. <laughs> um, now, obviously, with Took out, we we're expecting that someone was going to get a bump through the midfield. Uh, interesting, another person in uh, the rat actually did quite well in the wing. Actually looks a bit of a different player, to be honest, but... Uh, Looks like he shed a little bit of weight, a little bit stronger and fitter. Um, but Braden Fiorini, um, although his time on ground is always going to be an issue, only 85 playing minutes uh, out of the 120-odd. So a little bit down um, on the, the max limit, um, but uh, pumped out a 112, and we all know he can find the footy. Should be cheap too as well. Very cheap if someone's stashed them away uh, in their leagues. Uh, all those guys. Jackie Stringer, as you said earlier, 12% owned. Got him. A uh, couple of difficult matchups, but then it eases out. They've got the Eagles and Eagles and North Melbourne back-to-back in a few weeks' time. Well, so uh, even if you just want to, if you're capable of stashing him, just stash him for those games and uh, should be pretty good. Blake Hardwick, 46%, uh, has been averaging pretty well, taking some kick-ins. Hawks are going to see a lot of the ball there. Uh, I've got Hunter Clark, 55%. Seems to have a nice cushy roll sort of off that halfback with Sinclair, when Sinclair rolls into the midfield. Um, so I'd be looking to get him into your teams if he's if he hasn't already been picked up. And not sure if Lysette's going to return, but... Uh, Jeremy Finlayson has been yeah. a pretty good, pretty good option the last few weeks. Fifty-five percent ownership. Um, was playing forward 
wasn't really involved in the game on Friday night, but then pushed up in the up the ground. Um, was playing a bit of ruck, playing that loose man in defence. So uh, did pretty well in the end. So look to grab him as well. Like all depending on if if Lysett comes back. But I think um, Kenny Boy said uh, he needs a bit a few more weeks in the Magoos to uh, recapture that form. So and and was uh, the Treacle? Treacle would be a pretty handy option. He's been pretty good the last couple of weeks as well. Treacle. Tickle, tickle. I'm thinking of someone else, but anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to move on to the questions now. So there's going to be a short, sharp, short, sharp show today. No mucking about. Um, so kicking it off with Matt. Um, he's currently sitting on the bottom of the ladder of one of his 12-team leagues with the fourth highest points for and Ooh. most points against. Why does bad things happen to good people? Is this punishment for living in Cairns? <laughs> <laughs> How could living in Cairns be punishment? Don't listen to what Steve Fizz says. Um, mind you, I, I'm sitting in here sweating it up in Darwin looking at uh, the, the temperatures at um, Cairns and Townsville at the moment thinking maybe they've got the real tropical paradise because it's, it's actually coolish well compared to Darwin's 35 and still muggy. But, but um, okay, we're we're about a third of that, about ten or twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to go that extreme far down, but uh, it, it's funny. I left Tassie's um, the the end of winter, uh, and she's a she's a bit chilly, especially go if, if you go in. Um, I've been there around May time. Yeah, it can be a bit can chilly. Be, can uh, um, but uh, Hobart's. Beautiful, actually. You've got so much water, mate. It doesn't really get that cold. Um, but uh, And then headed up to Darwin and the build-up, and that was a rude shock. But it's funny, after three years, actually, uh, um, when I go down to Melbourne for a trip, I freeze my ass off. Yeah, it's funny that my auntie lives in, in Cairns, and every time she comes down here, even in the middle of summer, middle of summer here in Melbourne, it's... Yep. 25 degrees at night time. Can we put the heater on? Ah, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, it gets 25, you're chucking the jumper on. Yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot from the the Queensland and Northern Territory people. You jumper. I don't yeah. even know, I haven't a jumper in Melbourne, sir. So. Just what you uh, used to, mate. Everything is just what you used to. Exactly right. Uh, Greg Williams asks, when is Cam named as the next AFL CEO? Oh, sorry. When Cam is named the next AFL CEO, will the Doctors become the official AFL podcast? Wow. Well, well. Firstly, it's, it's an interesting rumor because while this political wranglings have been going on with regards to the appointment, we haven't heard or seen the Cam. Is he just trying to stay out of the limelight so there's not little marks against him? I think so. He's just using that influence in the background, just as the puppet master pulling the strings, you know, making us dance like little monkeys. Uh, it'd be interesting to get him on the pod and actually hear his thoughts on this. But yeah, when, you know. when he does get appointed, do you reckon he'll accept uh, an interview request? No, no, of course and, not. And how is he going to hide his bias to Geelong? Oh, it'll be uh, it'll be something to do with GMHBA, like. You know, they'll play one week there, and then it's like, oh, got to shut down the MCG this week for fumigation, back to GMHBA or some bullshit like that. That's how you do it. That's, and that's, the, that's the influence this man has. He can do it, that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I can see that one. 
Yeah. Uh, Greg Williams also asks, is Mason Woods scoring sustainable? Uh, wing rolls usually yo-yo, keep or trade? Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting question. It hasn't really been the same since he had that little injury hiccup round four or so. Remember three, he was in yeah. Doubt. yeah. Yeah. Round, round them up. Might have happened round three and, and question marks of whether he played round four. He's actually only averaging 93 or around that mark now. So when you consider after three rounds, he was about the 110 mark or, or felt he was close to that mark. So um, that shows you what a ring, wing roll is like. Look, I, I think you keep unless you've got really good coverage. Um, yeah, look, I think that 105, 110 average, whatever it was, was unsustainable unless your name's Nick Rewalt. But yeah. he's he's playing his role really well. He is. Um, look, as an owner of Mason Wood, I've toyed with trading him out. Um, but the problem with trying to trade him out is he's Mason Wood. Yes. So so um, it, it's weird, isn't it, how we have these people that we think, oh yeah, they're just they'll come good because they're a sensational scorer. Oh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not trading him out the fact that I think he's going to fall away. I think. Oh, no, no, no. But, but what I mean is I'm his name doesn't have the value. Doesn't have the carry, and also he is a bit like a glass cannon where a gust of wind will come through Marvel Stadium and he'll fall apart. So yeah. that's sort of where I think if I get rid of him, and I know, in it, especially in their home wing, there's people who look at players with scores and their average. So if he's, I think he's averaging 105 or something, super coach, you can palm him off and maybe upgrade that midfielder to something a little bit more consistent, if that makes sense, or yeah. Yeah. fix your forward line or defence, whatever whatever needs to be done. But, yeah, I've been toying with that idea. But, um, yeah, as you said, depending on how the team looks, keep. If not, I certainly am toying with the idea of trading him out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, we've had Rich. Um, no question, just Rory Atkins season. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, Absolutely. 102 today. He um he actually as I said before he actually looked like a different player, completely different. Whether he's just gone away and said, "Look, if I'm going to keep this 16 year contract on the road, <laughs> I, I I need to be the fittest person in the world," because he looked dramatically different. I've got to say, there's like two Gold Coast players I know, and that's like Raul and Anderson. So I was, I was watching the first half and. I couldn't tell what number he was, so I have to go back and. But yeah, it, it possibly could be, depending on other injuries. I don't know what other injuries they've got, really. So. Yeah, I don't know who's coming back. I haven't looked. Uh, oh, Stato almost fell for a Steve salary cap question. So. Ooh, ooh, uh, bit, uh, bit I, smarter than the fears. Ted Ma, I um, I'm going to name you and name and shame. I, I don't, I don't care. Ted Ma, that's a salary cap question, so um, I will not give you the time of day. Um, that's an interesting name. Canola and Teague. Is Baker a sell with Short taking his defensive role? Oh, yeah, it's not good. Jeez. And and people would have really... What did Baker score? Oh, 57 or something around that Because he actually pushed forward as well. Um, oh, a mate, a mate of ours, a mate of the show, Costa, mad, mad Richmond supporter, actually put it up in the group chat, one of her group chats earlier in the week, that um, suggesting Baker is going to go forward, and said if that's the case, then he's back in the pool. 
So, yeah, I think, yeah, 60 AFL Fantasy, 69, nice super coach. Uh, hopefully he has one more pop and then sell him or use mm-hmm. the steak knives. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hart, <laughs> any good lube recommendations after copying 159 <laughs> from Roma, 151 from Kerno, and 142 from Petraka? Oh, <laughs> how good is that? <laughs> And God bless our listeners. Um, Taylor has re- replied, I'm sure the good friends at Shed 16 can send you a care package. <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be one of the worst bad beats I've seen for a while. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully none of them were a captain as well. I'd hate to know what the captain was, to be honest. Uh, Jabs has asked, is it Laddam's season? Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, who did they play? What was GWS? Right. GWS, but he, but Hickey shouldn't be too far away. I know you streamed him against me in our keeper league matchup yep. this week, Stato. I did. Got the win. Uh, so I think it'll be a matchup option. Um, and then wait to see what Tom Hickey's doing because I'm pretty sure the he's Swans due back him. soon. Yeah, they they prefer him as the um the main ruckman. Mm. So maybe maybe a good sell when his value is high right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, Major Van Bam. So I guess we just stream everyone against West Coast now. Is Mitch yes. wor- uh, Mitch Lewis worth a pickup or yes? Was that just a um, once off from the First off, he looked pretty good. So, yeah, stream everyone against West Coast and Mitch Lewis would be a solid pickup. And the Nuffington Post, is it worth persisting with Himmelberg or dump him back to the waivers? He's the type of one that I would just be happy to sit on the, the bench throughout the year because he has got the, I'm pretty sure he's got forward defence flexibility. Yes. So he's actually really good coverage for you. And... If that switch is ever touched, you've got an absolute gentleman against. Well, I was sort of keeping an eye on this game uh, on Saturday and looking at his scores, like up until about half time, he was putrid. He was on like 15 or 16 or something like that. I checked the scores um, at the end and he's pumped out an 88 super coach and 62. So, and while watching it, I did notice he was floating back in defence, helping out a little bit. So certainly a hold and maybe just use as that stream option, as you said, Stato. I think that's probably the best idea. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add? or No, nothing major. Just hope everyone with all these big scores uh, snuck a couple of wins. Um, I think I would have done well this week uh, just with a bit of luck on the side, but I had a shit-ass week last week, Johnny. So swings and roundabouts. That's the if you, if, fantasy if you want to talk, If you want to talk about that, that other game last week, I scored a 17.50 last what? week. What? Oh, yeah. I absolutely had a shit... Uh, my midfield didn't crack a ton last week. Oh, wow. Mind you, I did hold Tom Green and Will Day. Yeah, I did the same and, and had a shocking week. I, I did better than you. I was about 19.50. Um, but, yeah, I had a shocking round and fretted all weekend too. It was just awful. 
Uh, oh, where's my team? I can actually, yeah, seventeen forty six. Like, so LDU took Miller, went down. Will Phillips, poo, just absolute garbage, absolute garbage. Oh, that's why I almost quit fantasy last week. Uh, but yeah, better this week. Better this week. That's good. That's good. All right, that is gonna. Oh, sorry. No, no, no I was gonna say uh, I don't have Rory Laird in anything, so I thought I was gonna have a great weekend. Seeing we heard he was gonna be out, but uh, uh, early into the third quarter, he's got eighty-six points. So uh, calf's not too bad after. Yeah, you watch. He'll be a, he'll be an out next week. <laughs> yeah, just need to be. I don't know if they're are they up against Collingwood or I don't know. Yeah, they're up against Collingwood. Up against Collingwood. Oh yeah, yeah. they were. Sorry. Last one point. Ooh, one point up there. Jesus, nice and tight. So you reckon right. he's just put together so they can try and take on Collins? Well, you look at his um, TOG. It's uh, hasn't been high. It hasn't been high. It was around the seventy percent mark, seventy-two percent at the moment. So mm. they sort. So he's getting long spells on the bench, just managing him. Mm. Okay. Well, he's managing himself very well. He's the highest scorer on the ground by a fair margin. The old points per minute that we haven't really yep. talked about a lot over the years. No, no, no. Uh, all right, uh, bud, you be good. You too. All right, thanks for listening, and um, we'll see you next week.